Cheers. 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 You want to say something to the people? Happy Tuesday, everybody! Happy Tuesday! Clank, clank. Welcome to Tuesday Dinner, everyone. This is Rosie B speaking. Tonight we are having um, tacos made by Jen. Um, just a little, you know, did you use ground beef for this? Or is this turkey? Always turkey. Okay, turkey. Oh, damn. Yeah, Lots of hot sauce, nice. so Peggy might be Peggy might be, <laughs> Peggy might be suffering over there. I was like, no. We're not gonna do too hot because Peggy's, yeah. you know. If I was Rosie, where's the hot no. sauce? Wrong sauce. Yeah, wrong, wrong person to follow on, on a hot sauce front. Anyway, like I said, this is Rose. Uh, to the right of me, I have Miss Georgia B. Yes, with the radio voice. Hi, Hi. Peg is next to her, enjoying the hot sauce. It's Jen Moyes. And we have a special guest. Wow, special. To the, yes. <laughs> You're Yes, a special guest. Special. Special guest. Special. Special guest. Our very good friend uh, that we've known. Well, it's we're debating on we the years that we, we're just having a conversation of how long we've known each other now. It's like, I'm saying six years, he's saying five years, but we, we don't know. But we met <laughs> in the offices. Story about how you met yes, and we why met. You became yes, but first of all, let me just say that his name is Carrie, pronounced mm. like Mariah's last name. It's not actually Kari, even though I say Kari all the time. Oh, I've been calling Kari all these years. Mind blown. I knew that that would. Not that, I knew. Guys. I knew Whoa. that that would be a thing. <laughs> when I said Are you kidding me? That was epic. It just yeah. came out. It just came out. I like, just threw the. Oh, it felt like freestyle Friday. I was like, oh, 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 oh. This shit was running. Wow. Wow. Carrie, pronounced like Mariah's last name. That's my dog. That's my dog. Can I say your government? Nixon. Wow. So Carrie Nixon, ladies That's and gentlemen. I should have thought about that. Yes, really you should. Name. You should be like a writer Carrie or something. Not Carrie Nixon. I should be. Yeah. 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 You should write or something. You should probably do that. Did you guys keep that between you so it would just be a secret? Just the no, no. Oh, you guys didn't know? No, I didn't. No, because I never corrected them because I say it wrong all the time, all the time. What? And he gave up. He gave up on people I mean, pronouncing just, his name correctly. I thought about that much, so mm -hmm. I just kind of responded to everything between Carrie and Kari. Mm -hmm. And then one day my mom was out with me at Hunter College, you know, signing them loan papers. <laughs> and somebody in the hallway was like, yo, Kari. And she was like, who's that? Oh, Kari. <laughs> she didn't react until I answered. She didn't care that he said that. She was mad that I answered. Mm. So oh, know, wow. I had to start like. Telling people. Laying down the law, but like also like most people. Yes, really, laying down the law. I don't, really care, about, I don't really care about most people, so I just be like, yeah, you come so whatever much. you want. I hope you don't even have a conversation. That's crazy. But you know. So, no, yeah. but I feel you because my mom used to be like that because when I came from Jamaica, we used to be like, Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> so they would call what? They don't know that. That's, it, that's in that's the U.S. of right. A. They would call me Georgia. That's racist. And then <laughs> one day, for real, calls the house and she's like, can I speak to Georgia? Mother's like, nobody by that name live here. And I'm like, I'm so <laughs> That's real shit. That's really how she was. Like, if I didn't say something to my friend, she would have been like, he's not here. Right. Right. So, you know. So, yeah, now I have to now I have to do the whole, you know, your name is Carrie thing. But it's cool. It's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call you Carrie. When Rose does it like that, it's bad, easy. Like, I wish I would have recorded that. And when somebody called me Carrie, it's be like, 
I'm losing. Play that back. Okay. Right? Right. So tell everybody how we met. We met because we were pretending to work. This was just like Rosen minding her fucking business and she yeah. was just rapping like the song in her computer. So I was like, ah, right. It's just like, you know, it was that simple. Suddenly, the next day we knew everything about each other. I don't even know how that happened. I, I actually don't really know what happened in between like me learning your name and then me like showing up to your Me learning your name. <laughs> for, That's for, what like, happens when it's, when it's, uh, when it's a, organic. A whole ton of shit happened in between there. I can't really just, itemize it, but I know that, you know, the stories are consistent. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, I, I never had that question. <laughs> that was like, I never doubted that. That was for y'all. What if it would have been like we met in Rite Aid? I what? Like, oh my God, Rosie. Oh this sounds like insecure. You I made up this whole whole music, but right. damn. Right. 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 I stay in Rite Aid. Right. That's a different kind of story. Three dollars of What? Is three dollars invited? What? The Lima Oh. Sorry, we digress. Good to know. Anyway, so yeah, so after that point, um, Carrie and I just kept like hanging out, obviously, and then right. we found out, funny right. enough, we just kept we, having all I these got, degrees of separations. You give me too much credit. We spent a lot of time hanging out, but you also spent a lot of time saving me from my own life. Also that. <laughs> Which is really, you know, that's really how That's things, more important. Also that. We, we have to He's like, things, come on. You know. Let me give you some credit. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Right, there was that. Right, all right. Now you, now you could, you know. So, you know, sometimes I threw on a cape, I guess. Mm. A metaphoric cape. Woman. Right? But aside from that, we discovered that we had a bunch of, you know, like a gajillion things in common, music-wise, obviously, and then there were like all these degrees of separation. It's like we became face, it was like, you know, when you're hanging out with somebody a while and then eventually you become Facebook friends and then you see all these mutual friends and you're freaking out. They're like, how do you know people from Rockland? He's like, what? All my family lives in Rockland. Oh, I'm like, crazy. what are the odds that I would that meet someone Shout out to James. like Shout this? Out to right. James, Elliot, Big Dog. Yes. He was talking about Rockland randomly. Yes. And I was like, ooh. I'm the only person in this room that, <laughs> that knows Rockland, right? I'm about to join in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Pull up to the convo. Rose is already there, like picking like baskets. Pull, pull up to the convo. Right. Right. <laughs> like I'm gonna chime in this time. We know, right? Made it. Not there. Rose pull is already the there. Like, what's up? I was like, oh, spring up. Then you. What? How you know about that? Mm -hmm. Right. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. So, so I always say, Asian like. And white people, which is like, I mean, ooh, you know. Ooh. Yes. That's, All right. What about white people? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's an interesting combination, always. Oh, Hoven, yeah. Hoven white people. Shout out to So if you guys listen to the show, you're regular listeners, you know about our Happy Tizers. Happy Tizers, if you are new to the show, are um, the highlights of our week. Uh, if some of us, like, had a joyous moment that we wanted to basically highlight on the show, we share it because that is the appetizer and that's the beginning of the, our meal and that's the beginning of the podcast. So I'm gonna pass it over to Jean. She's oh. gonna give us the first oh, wow. appetizer. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, you were wiping your mouth, so I Why figured you, you was ready. Yeah, 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 I do, I do, wow, wow. Um, So my appetizer is um, we linked up with some friends because a girlfriend of ours was getting married Ooh. this weekend mm-hmm. and it was just so good to just Get together with everyone, catch up. It was kind of like a mini reunion. See her side of family, um, her family that we hadn't seen in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just such a beautiful ceremony. Beautiful. Like highlight was the um, the sermon that the pastor preached was mm-hmm. a good friend, mm-hmm. and fraternity brother of the groom, and it was just like wow, you just felt nice. love infused in every single word this man said about their union and what they're becoming and how they're becoming one. It was just so. I don't, there's no word for it. I had to compliment him after the fact. Like that is how you bring two people together. Is that who we're using for your wedding? All right, that's not the one. Wow. That's how it works. I'm joking. That's not what we're on. We're, we're on um, uh, this wedding. Year. But it just happened. Yeah, that was quick. That was wow. like record scratch. Wow, I didn't even. She didn't say she didn't skip a beat on that. Uh uh. But I pulled up. I pulled up. throughout the, the whole entire event. So really happy. Mm-hmm. Congrats to Mr. and Mrs. Harris. Yeah. And she looks gorgeous. Time yes. and love and blessings. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to piggyback off of your appetite because mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same. Um, it's, oh, it's just good because some of our girlfriends went or came down to the wedding as well. And not all of them, but it was a good, it, we haven't done that in a long time where we just sit up in a hotel and just like chill talk you know talk shit so it was good to um you know i had a day come together <laughs> and like just be together together it and just to see how like especially if you know them for a very long time and see like her sisters you know they're all moms like every single one of them is a mother her sisters, her sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. so she is the last yeah. Wow. Kid, actually, I just realized that. Yeah. She the, yeah. yeah. And she's the baby. She's the oldest. She's the oldest. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that. It's crazy. And yeah. Auntie Card is solid. And yeah. 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 Which is what she's gonna be like. And that's why you know it. When it's your time, it's your time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm so happy for her. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, so happy for her. Just seeing them and seeing her brother, like her brother, like Lamar was. Like in school, he was always like a comedian. Comedian, always. like I don't know. I felt like he was so grown and so he's still a comedian. It reminds me mm-hmm. of Will Smith. I kept yeah. saying that, but he was just so grown and speaking so much truth. I feel like he was emotionally tapped into himself as like a man mm-hmm. and what he's been through. I mean, like he has three kids and it's not by the same woman. So it's just like just him talking the way he was. I was like, damn, like you're like emotionally mature at mm-hmm. the end. Remember we talked about emotional maturity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. it was like, and he's been like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. For as long as he's, he's been in the army. Like, yeah. it was refreshing to mm-hmm. just hear something like, like he's a man. A, and then catch up with him and just talk to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially catch up with all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my happy Kaiser. Ooh. 
Carrie. Shopping discoveries. I felt that No, just think Mariah. I mean, imagine like answering something like your whole life, not really thinking that hard about it, and now every time you're out with your mom, you have to make sure you don't answer to that shit. Wow. That's great. Well, your mama not here now, so we do. <laughs> but we, but we love her. We gonna respect it. Do you have a happy I do. Yankees lost. They are eliminated. Oh, uh, you know, I thought he would go here with this. The Mets fan that he is. The playoffs. You know, I, I just had. I could go somewhere else. The hate is real. I just have to get it out. I just have to get it out because it's only it's only been like twenty five hours. Yes. Yes, because he doesn't like them apparently. You know, when you're a Mets fan. I went to the office. I took mass mad. Mad colonizers, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I was good. doing all types of crazy shit. Middle fingers, it was, it was I mean, not good. You, that, that's a little <laughs> messy stuff, right? It sounds messy. I think it's the climate in which you work in. You can do that kind of thing. Your HR department is not with it. There's nothing. We can say that for a few minutes. Who else had a happy there? No, that's it. That's it. It was just you three. Oh my gosh! Can you? Would it be like a positive one? That was Jeopardy. Like a real positive one. That was positive for me. I mean, it was positive. Can't say it's not real positive. It wasn't that positive. It was laced with negative energy that I'm very proud of. So. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that to the side. He's emotionally mature. Morgan Wallace. Jury's still out. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. No, I went to Martha's Vineyard with my family. It was amazing. Oh, you went where? Yes. Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, oh, I cool. Spent, I haven't uh, gone on a family vacation in like three years. Oh, I didn't, I didn't that's realize good. The same way you just realized? I didn't realize that until I just said that. Okay. I just did wow. it now, just now. So yeah, that's cool. It was cool. Oh, that's um, cute. So like, are your parents still Martha's married? How was Martha's Vineyard, as they say? What's that? How was Martha's Vineyard, as they say? Martha's Vineyard was really racist, but it was oh. also really like cozy yeah, and comfortable. Wow. Wow. It's timely. Great. I know, I'm just- Like when you say a family vacation- I'm just really keeping it theme with them. Well, yeah. like um, the family vacation, really? like you, your mom, and your brother, or like my mom, my dad. So your parents are my still sister, married. My oh, parents see? are still married. That's um, amazing. Sometimes depends on the day, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not rain on the parade. They were still married, good. right? Yeah, that that's cute, good. though. You know, it's cool. It's cool. Um, it's cute. My I sister like is, uh, is a lot of fun, so oh, you know, it's cool when I get to hang out with her. Yeah. You guys look so much alike. It's scary. So I posted a picture of us in my Instagram story. And at least five people thought we were a couple, which I thought was I'm funny. sorry, that's weird. One of the messages I got was like, you know it's real when y'all start to look alike. I was like, you got this backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do say that, though. We, yeah. people, I was like, we were looking like because we're related. Because yeah. you probably have the same kind of like, you start to like adapt the same character. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but like they were wrong and strong in this case because that that's was his messy. sister. That's yeah. messy. But what it also made me realize is like, yo, my sister's actually old enough to get mistaken from your girlfriend, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's never happened. Yeah. Three, three years about. I mean. Yeah, no, Cam's grown, yeah. so you need to deal. It's wild. <laughs> you need to deal. Another thing is she doesn't have grown, like, features, yeah. facially at least. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know. Even yeah, she still even, has a baby face, yeah, but you so know. When she was like Did you have a baby face, too? Was, so it's not like you look I like you're 45. I just cut my beard. Like, <laughs> once that shit goes back, no one can tell how old I am. But she actually like has a young like really. She does, yeah, she does have yeah, a round yeah, baby face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I don't, when I don't groom myself, I look. I look how <laughs> when I let it all go. Ooh. So speaking of um, racism, we're gonna get into our main dish tonight, and it's basically 
Uh, race, <laughs> race relations in the workplace, how we cope with it, um, what we've experienced, how it's affected us when we walk into the workplace, um, how we address people, how we basically compose ourselves in um, conflictuous situations, how we deal with people on a day-to-day -day basis based on our race, because we are all black here. If, obviously, you guys are listening in, so you can't see us, but we are all of African descent at this table, um, Caribbean people. I'm like a deep chocolate. <laughs> okay, We're girl. We're not talking about your complexion. We're talking about yes. your... <laughs> Let's just clear that up right now. Okay. We're not talking about your complexion at all. I just want them to know I'm really black. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The jury's still out on that, so there's that. But, um, yes, so, you know, just for me, um, working in fashion, mm -hmm. like, race has definitely oh, been yeah, a super-duper prevalent part of what goes on in the workplace, how I'm affected, um, how people view you, basically. Uh, there's not a lot of... Um, opportunity for black people in fashion in general. Um, there aren't a lot of leaders. I think um, one of the things that I most that mostly stand out to me about like race in the workplace is the fact that there are so many and, and working at a, a company that um, is like pro-woman is that there are so many opportunities for young white girls to come in and see someone that looks like themselves in a position that they aspire to mm. one day but for me that's never really been the case mm -hmm. you know there are not a lot of c-level executives that look like me mm -hmm. there are not a lot of you know um tastemakers that look like me it's just like now like we're getting our shine we're getting our credit and it's just like a long time coming you can read about it you can watch documentaries which yeah. i do all the time read all the articles but like they don't like there's we basically make the culture we make at least 70% of the culture in fashion being black, <laughs> mm -hmm. but we don't get credit for it. Which is great, which is, which is what is so alarming to you. You know, and I think, and I think, so much of fashion right, now. like, I, I think creatives in general, it, like, black people, black creatives in general make culture on a regular basis, mm -hmm. and we never, ever get credit for it. I think right. especially in fashion, like, by the time it becomes fashionable and trendy, we've been doing that shit in the hood, like, for years right. and years and years. You know what I mean? But, it, but now it's a trend. It's a big deal right. that you know? holds the role that he holds. Right. Which is, like, something that you think, wow, why is this such a big deal that this African-American man mm -hmm. right. so many is a creative director of a major brand would push the, the culture that so for, far forward yeah. that it's a big deal that he's taking on this role. Yeah. And he's been doing so much. Because it's so expected for everyone else who's Italian, who's yeah, French, exactly. who's of because this, they, yeah. in, you know what I mean, who's exposed to this kind of stuff, especially in fashion specifically, like... It's expected for everyone else to come up, but it's not expected for the black boy to come up, ever. Mm -hmm. Like the black boy is always supposed to play the background, mm -hmm. influence the culture that they essentially steal, mm -hmm. you know, to keep it a hundred, you know, to, <laughs> yeah, that they appropriate, you know what I mean? Like, so as a black woman in fashion, right? Do you feel like it's harder for you than a black man in fashion? Or do you feel like it's the same? Um, it's probably, it might be I would, easier for him. Yeah. Mm, it depends. Right. Right. Or if you're gay in general. What's the yeah, true. Uh, the gays are winning. The one that was adopted the, by the Italians and he has his own line. Oh, Olivier Rousing. Mm. 
So the creative director of Balmain is like half black, I think. Mm -hmm. And he was oh, adopted was by a rich family. Inward yes, yeah. yes. Inward? He, it's like he got his... He got a pierce? He like, contoured. He contoured. Yeah, it's like contoured, contoured his face. Like, oh, or like so permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time we see it, the picture. It looks like the Like that's his yeah. signature. It looks like the that's biggest his thing. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Serving that's For real. No, that, For real. But yeah, like, so if you're, if you're him. So that he's yeah. never not serving So like, yeah. So if you're him and you have that opportunity because you were adopted by rich white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're exposed to that kind of life. But if you're just a creative girl and you live in Kansas, you know what I mean? You have to work yeah, 10 probably. times as hard yes. to get to the perfect city. Also, fashion is just, it's, it's everywhere. It like makes up, you know, it ends up any, everywhere, but it's not everywhere. Yeah. Like but it doesn't is, start everywhere. So my question is, is it a color thing or is it a socioeconomic thing? Both, Both. because Both. I think there's a lot of racial um, hindrances in and fashion. And I think there are a lot of like social mm -hmm. and classes yeah. hindrances yeah. so you think a white girl that comes from like kansas that right it's hard for her area. too it's hard but you feel like she would get the opportunity absolutely before, yeah. she before get the i would get the opportunity exactly yeah. project. absolutely sure. because shakonda might know her stuff yeah you know what i mean but the the the, the white girl is for whatever reason She's more accepted because she's a white so woman. Like that's just probably grinded. She could pass more. Make sure she knows the industry right. inside and out. Could probably right. quote from once the skirt started, the travel. But this right. girl comes in, she just has the look. Or Shaquanda doesn't sense. have the opportunity. Or she doesn't have the opportunity. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because yeah, yeah. the girl from Kansas could come and then end up in a great fashion school, make good connections, exactly. daddy knows somebody, whatever. Yep. But if, if, you're, if you grew up in the hood, most likely you don't have those connections. Mm -hmm. You know, you and really you have, to, to, you have to grind to the point where you can make connections. So yeah. like, you're already starting on and like- what's crazy is that when people do end up making those connections, they're not paying it forward. So they're just kind of like- Right, then there's here. that whole crabs like in a barrel. Yeah. Oh, right. Which happens, I think, in every industry. Because I think we fear ourselves a lot, right? Because you know how creative yeah you could be so you fear it's like, like you like if that person could gets put on they probably, they don't fear about how creative they are i feel like they fear about the next person taking that's what shot. i'm saying mm -hmm. so you know how creative you are as a black creative mm -hmm. so their fear is that the next black creative could be better than them instead of thinking that i'm gonna open the door so that you can of course and then sometimes right. on the other sense some people assimilate so well into that industry mm -hmm. They don't know what this person represents yet, and they're like, they don't want that person embarrassed. So you could be Shaquanda from the hood, mm -hmm. and you know your stuff. They're like, Ooh, mm -hmm. she's not refined yet. She's I'm not right. polished. On yet. Right. She's not it, polished. it shouldn't be that. And way in certain settings, that can work to her advantage exactly. too. Yes. Now, yeah. mm -hmm. which yeah. is really, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about mm -hmm. it yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, I get it. you know, I'm, I'm a little weirded out by that. Like sometimes your hood like mentality kind of works to your advantage yeah, but agree. it and um that's just like it could be because you're in the right space and somebody acknowledges you for who you are and they like your energy and they like the sincerity of you but sometimes i feel like it's because they could kind of clown you mm. like so they can kind of use line. you as a dog and pony yeah, exactly. Exactly. and it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. and i just feel i hate the idea that a black person would be in the room as the entertainment and I think, and that I goes, fear that. That goes from like way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, back. are we, do we appreciate her for who she is or is she shucking and driving like, can right I, now? But is it her or is it them? 
because at the it's end obviously of the day, really them, that, right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind really of like one them. of those things where it's kind of like it's kind of both because it's them, and then you, as the only black person, knows this is what they're using you for. Mm-hmm. But you're there, right? Or you might not and even you might not, you might not that, be aware no, at first. My perspective at first, is, but I feel like at some point you do. The tone mm-hmm. gets set. It's on a subtle way. But if somebody is genuinely who they are and they present themselves as such, right? And they're genuine about who they are. They're mm-hmm. thinking that other people are being genuine with them, mm-hmm. right? So you that. present yourself in a way because that's genuinely who you are. You're just a happy person. You're positive. Something going wrong. You like, oh, you, you understand? Be, but you so, also should be aware. But right. you're right. But what I'm saying is, when do we stop conforming? Yeah, you could laugh. Yeah. But I'm not gonna change who I am because you think it's a joke. That's, that's so cool that you think that it's a joke. That. But yeah. that's who yeah. we are. We're happy people. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like one of those things. Like fuck your stereotypes. Fuck what you think about me. I'm right. who I am, and this is how I show up in the world. True. And it's like you could be over there miserable, but I'm over here living my life. Right. So at some point, we have to stop conforming to what's considered I, the norm. I agree. I I agree, and I don't know. I feel like maybe I think I we like, judge each maybe, other very harshly as well as people. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think agree. that whole uh, I think that's what kind of starts the whole crabs in a barrel mentality too. Like there are people like rationalize why they're not helping the next person mm-hmm. behind them because all the time. Right. It's not because they generate they just you know what I mean? Self, like they imagine yeah. not helping the person behind them. Right. Uh, right, because you because your mentality is different and you mm-hmm. kind of want to put yourself in a position where you can help others like that's like part of your purpose you know what I'm saying so it's way different like especially with what you do you know in insurance but and what you and where you want to go so like if I'm on of course I'm thinking about everybody else like that was the point of me getting on too because I'm tired of walking into a building and being the only one in the room on a regular basis and sometimes it's so hard to even get in that room. So mm-hmm. by the time you're there, like, don't you want to pull others in? So you're you not know, the only person so there. yeah. So you're not the token. But some people enjoy box. being the token. Yeah. Because if you're only the token, right? I'm sorry, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, the point about being the token is that you are going. It's going to be abnormal your behavior if you're the only black person in the room all the time. But the more that the more black people that's in a room that can relate to each other. Yeah. It's less abnormal. Now you're the the odd man out because it's like you're sitting over there like, haha, this is funny. But no, they're really just happy. What you said about fear earlier mm-hmm. was really interesting because I noticed that I, I work in a place where like it's um it's hip hop oriented. It's mm-hmm. a hip hop media company, but it's also like very very like startup venture capitalist. <laughs> yeah. You know, formatted in a way where a bunch of essentially rich white kids. Can oh just yeah. Kinda, yeah. You know, just throw jello at the wall and throw some sticks. Um, And it's so funny when you get to know the people that work in these different departments and you find out how many of them Mm -hmm. are just like homes, right? Like no resumes, no like real ascension from the mailroom, no Mm -hmm. like real merit-based, you know, attraction. Just like, yeah, I know this dude. We were in the trenches together. I think he's dope. You know what I mean? Boom, $70,000 healthcare. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the people of minority that might work in this company, 
obviously didn't have that luxury. You better have a bachelor. And so when you have to scrape. <laughs> so you you raffled from the middle. When you have mm-hmm. to scrape to that position, yeah. it's way less appealing to just be like, yeah, I'm going to just put the homie up. Because then what if the homie, like you said, what if the homie's better than you? Mm-hmm. Then you're risking your spot. Mm-hmm. Without, all, all because you were trying to open the door. Yeah. And it's a shame that people have to like balance that way of thinking mm-hmm. when everybody else or the white folks, they can just... They have just, no... I guess I'm thankful to God that I haven't felt that way. Like, I, see, I haven't felt threatened. Like, damn, I don't want to bring her in because what if she's better than me? I've right. never said those words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like you have to be I could see how people could be like that. Yeah. But it's survival. But white people, they don't care if the person... They, I don't know if that's true. Face, no, no, no. If the person falls on their face, it's a fuck up. It's okay. They've just. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, not, you're saying like yeah. he's saying it's so crazy that we yeah. sometimes think, damn, if I bring this person in, and that's not even right. something that they yeah. consider. They don't even think that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they like, just putting their people on. Yeah, they, they never think. You have a black guy or the black woman come through, and you're talking to five people. Four of them know each other. Yeah, that's why I sat there one time in a room with a lot of white people, and I was like, that friends and family discount that they all do mm-hmm. we have to do that too so if kiana wants a job she should be good because my friend works here exactly. my friend works in a hip-hop yeah. media company exactly. yes kiana should have her in the same yeah. way they yes. do that yes everyone's country club yes my dad country club, so yes anthropology major kid is gonna get this big job yes anthropology and you know and that's how it should be though. yeah absolutely that is that is how it should be i totally agree so that's when i see like like emulate that why not absolutely but i think like it's fair it's fair based because you're thinking like i got this opportunity right because you're told that you don't even belong here exactly right so how do you have the audacity to bring more of you here that just makes me you understand what i'm saying so make I'm like, yeah, let's have another black person. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, you are, but in some companies, but, they make you feel like you should be so grateful for your spot. For your spot. Exactly. That like, you shouldn't yeah. even try to go too far. Like, and they don't even do really that in like a verbal it's way. Not, they just do it in a way not. that they never, like you're there by yourself for like a year it's at a startup. And you are the only person. And mm-hmm. you're trying to look for more people like you. Mm-hmm. And you don't see them. And you're just kind of like, OK, well, what was it about me? You start to have this false sense of security because you think you're so special as the black. That's the whole, like, mm-hmm. it's like a oh, thing oh. of the token, you know? Token like, is. yeah, that's where the token comes in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start to actually rationalize. And you're like, OK, well, I must be so special as the black person mm-hmm. that guy hired here if clearly they are not open to hiring minorities. Minorities, right. people of color in general, or whatever. If you mm-hmm. are the only one for a long extended period of time, then you're afraid to, then you're afraid to ever you're open like, that door. What? You know what I mean? If you have that mentality, you become yeah. fearful that you will lose your spot if you dare open the door for somebody else or try to. Because, or they'll keep you in a position where you can't open the door for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You might have your position and your position That's only. Your position you will never grow in that company because but, they're like, you are our token, you will stay here and be shiny. But to be fair, um, when I started working at the company that I am at now, it was, I'm seven years in. So when I first started working there, I was literally, it was probably like three black people in the office. One Spanish girl, a Spanish guy, and uh, oh. Asian, Irish, and Chinese. They filled like one, they filled every box. They checked right. one right. one for each box. So they were diverse. Quota. But now yeah. it's so crazy. There was no African American um, supervisors at all. There wasn't one at all. I noticed that too when I look at. And now, 
Like, who's, the, who's, who's up there? Yeah, it's crazy now that when you walk into the office, it's like black people. Because there's such a big diversity push oh, because, company. yeah, because it's like it's recognized now. Like, it looks crazy that you're you're selling products to people and you have no one at a table that, that looks, looks like, like that. Yeah. So who's, how who's, can who's you appeal? Right. The exactly. Yeah. So that means that you don't value. <laughs> Please start me as a consumer, right? Because even look at the big foolishness with Nike because he they picked up Kaepernick, like Kaepernick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy that people are like burning themselves up in sneakers. Like, right. they're stupid. Are you when out of your every spray? Right. And people what this like man us. eats right. never make right. you shit. Right. But you're just upset. They're stupid. And they don't even really even know what they're upset they, they, about. They didn't right. actually pick him up. He, they just never dropped him. They never dropped right. him to begin with. You know they mean? were just yeah. waiting for the right yeah. moment. It was a yeah. campaign. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I respect it because it was kind of like at some point, these companies have to start recognizing, like, you can't just sit quiet mm-hmm. you know because what? you're in all these neighborhoods consuming their money. The thing is, it's like, I, when you say that, I think about what Hov said mm-hmm. like a long time ago mm-hmm. in one of his interviews. And he was like, yo, we push shit through. Mm-hmm. We make shit pop in. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking drinking crystals. Well, yeah. All the fucking rappers were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made money off of us. Yeah. I don't make crystal. We don't make crystal for y'all. Right. Okay, so yo, do you hear crystal? Like, Tommy Hills like that. Like, yeah. like we, we are. We hashtag. We are the culture. We are culture. We are it. That's why everybody at work wants to be your friend. Right. And I and even it's like it's crazy because I went to like. One of the shops that I used to work at today, and she was like, "Oh, I like when you do your hair like this, because now I have what's like, like this. Describe to the people I what, have like a what straight this is. weave right now, so uh-huh. my hair is straightened. I have natural mm-hmm. hair, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of like, fuck you, mean you like when I do my hair like this." Fuck you checking for my hair for first of all. Right. Word. Second Story of all, like because when you business. go from twelve inches to six, I don't care. Right. Never ever. Yeah, when you cute. go from blonde to red, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. To blue. So she was like, "What you gonna do next?" I said, "I don't know. You know, it's a part of being the magic of a black girl. You can do what you want. It defies gravity. Right. I might do dreads. <laughs> I might braid it. I don't know. Just Depending on how I feel gravity. in the morning, my nigga. Yeah. Like, what you asking me?" Story. Do you think they really like they really like they're really interested? No, I think sometimes it's real ignorant. It's ignorant. Sometimes sometimes they do. I think you know me. I think envy. You know how I used to keep my hair. I literally would change my hair like I changed my panties. So I never look like the same person. And now I have no hair on my head. So it's like literally it's like how do you have this ability? And the thing is that I always put on the tail end of it. You look so pretty with all your hair. Like, wow. Like, I, I mean, I took it all off so you can see that I don't even need hair to be pretty. <laughs> Bat, take that. Okay. It's not a necessity for me. Drops my hair. If I wanted to have hair tomorrow, guess what? Can I we quote that? I got a line of wigs waiting to go. <laughs> so, absolutely. I can do whatever you need me to do. Because that is mm-hmm. the beauty. Yeah. But they literally yeah. sit there and they're so enthralled by it. But it's, this this goes it's so Joseph. far back in the It's almost culture. backhand. It's like I read a book a while ago. Um, I think it was called. I was telling you about it. The Haitian Count or the mm-hmm. the Black Count. The Black oh. Count. Yeah. Black Count. So a lot of people don't. I want to read that. Yeah. Actually, the Three Musketeers. <laughs> the writer of the Three Musketeers. Because the only way we've ever seen it 
is white people. Yeah. Yep. It was written by an African American person. Oh. Who was half Yeah. The Three Musketeers. The yeah. was written by. A yes. Black you man. never no heard. Way. You never know that. And you would not I know only, that. I knew that because my dad used to call us. La, la, um, la, la Trois Musquette. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole museum. And I was like, oh, that's funny. They have it in French, too. And yeah. he's like, no, it's, it's not they have it in French, it too. Is they have it in English, too. They have it in English, too. Yeah. yeah. It's us. But you won't know, but they so much of like, emoji. Yeah. How you hear the renaissance of um, English fashion and yep. all that other stuff came from us because there was a small part in Haiti where they just didn't want to look like everybody else. Didn't want to. So they started creating their own style of fashion. Yep. And the English took took it and they went with it the french mm -hmm. took it and they went with it and you got yes. your powdered waves and your this is all stolen from us this yes from, so you know um Lila. you know you know marie antoinette yeah. but it's like we have yeah. Marie yeah. antoinette yeah. 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 okay literally <laughs> is, and it's so crazy how far back it goes and you think because the history you're taught is the only thing you think you know yep. there's so that's much more it's behind that's why it's so important it's so for you to not just eat what they feed yep. you in any educational system or in any setting that you're in, always yep. go and find out about your own culture because my mind was so I'm blown right now. Blown, yeah, like blown. And, when you and you will find out how much of the culture you are in the United States. No, what they did in the Caribbean was, was like insane. Mm -hmm. The things that they Rape. did, sugar was literally the cocaine of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's like we've never really been on a on a fair plateau with them even though they've taken so much from us, they've raped so mm -hmm. much from our culture to the point where our, our country is still paying back a country that enslaved them. Yep. Great reparations to a country that enslaved us. It makes no sense to me, there's no logic in it, and no one can explain on how we're ever going to fix it, mm -hmm. but it's insane when you find out these things, and, and it's just upsetting. mind upsetting. Yeah. It's mind blowing how they are so enthralled by us. They are yeah. so, and fascinating that's about us and but they will are. never give us the credit that is ever due to us and we'll never, invest, in and we'll never invest in those interests indeed invest in those interests they'd much rather just co-op yeah. them co-op take it make it make a, a profit business. off of it yeah, yeah. what were you gonna say Ty? the the enamored thing is so true because i remember being at work at my prior company and this white guy was like, wow, you're so beautiful. And I was like, thanks. You know, like, this is, this is like, this is like me to me too. And I'm like, I'm just like, I don't even want, I don't even want to look. Take that, I might want to tell on you if I was say thank you. I was nervous that he dropped the black girl. The same gentleman came after, like after a while when I was like sitting down and he like, like petted me. Like, not petted me, but like, you are gorgeous. And I was like, so the funny thing, but he was, so it's So the thing that threw me off was that he's done this before, other guys have done if it. You it's must. almost like do I feel flattered or should I feel offended? Like am I in a museum? Absolutely offended. You know what I mean? It's almost like absolutely like a, offended. Absolutely, yeah, with the tapping, but I'm just saying in general, when they look at you in awe, it's like are you flattered or are you right. offended? What do you do? Right. Because I know we're gorgeous. Too. I guess yeah, I guess you it depends on what comes out their mouth. They got tired of saying, what if they're just looking at you? It's like they're looking at you. I feel like people look at us like we're in like a museum. No, when people used to say, You look so exotic. Yeah, or you're like a peacock? Right, like a bird. Am I an island? You know she be paying them way. I can't. She is so obnoxious. I feel like they need to know. Like they, it bugs me out how 
they are so comfortable in saying whatever. Are, and are. then we have to censor ourselves censor. not to make them feel uncomfortable. I remember this girl also at my That man is so wild to me. They are so like, oh, look at your hair. Yeah. Pat you on the head. You're pretty for a black girl. But you don't want to tell them like, hey, you should not say that because we don't want to make them uncomfortable. You no, know fuck that. I tell them that, that I'm pretty. I'd be like, yeah, I know black girl pretty. I like where they're in the era of uncomfortability. Pushing yeah. people into no, yeah. that no. it's necessary. Yeah. Like, how cute I am every day. Yeah. It's right. white so, like, two things. No, just I'm, it's funny <laughs> you say that because I was just trying to explain to my friend why I fall. I work on a project with this dude um, that's not my direct supervisor, but mm-hmm. he is my supervisor on that project. So mm-hmm. I, he's my project manager, and I refer to him as white man. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> but it's like really like he and I like he we have a relationship where like, I can just say that and he understands what I mean. But it's so funny to hear, the, to see the reaction. Okay. When, people, when see people see me say that to him. Not knowing like, that you guys have that it's relationship. It's like I called him Nazi. It's like, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm just kind of saying Warren's is wet. Like, he's white as fuck. <laughs> like, right. You know, you're just stating the obvious. Man. He's my man. Like, obviously, there's... But if he calls you black boy... No one would be uncomfortable. He will never. No, but people wouldn't be uncomfortable. That would be a problem for me. That's the thing, though. People wouldn't be uncomfortable. Or if he called you black man. Black man. There would be a false equivalency there. Like, if he were yeah. to call me black boy, they'd be like, well, you call him white man. I'm like, wait a minute. You, do you not see the difference? Yeah, you're not like, calling I me see black the difference. man. That's why I said black man. Wow. I know that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that but, I'm... No, no, no. But to, but to your point... Words. Right. Yeah. But, but to your point, yeah. had that been the case, that would have been an issue. <laughs> so I thought that was funny because, like, it's almost it's almost like it's an insult to remind them. That they're white. Who they are. Yeah. It's like he feels uncomfortable because I only started because doing that... Because that was your privilege for so long. Stand on it. I started doing that because at one time... An artist walked into our office mm-hmm. and he was casually having a conversation with me, and then he butted in the conversation, which was fine. Mm-hmm. It's a small confines, but he kind of BC'd his way to the conversation, and then he started talking about some us against BC? them shit, like A, B, and C. Sorry. Oh. I was confused, but I was going to ask. I know you're your sister. That's how you know I spent the weekend with my sister, or I just started talking and shit. So yeah, he butted his way into the conversation, and then the artist was talking about something vaguely like socioeconomic, racially related. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, uh, white man started talking about some us against dumb shit. I was like, wait a minute, who's us? There's no us. It's really confused. No I think mean, us in this room? Yeah. <laughs> Cause, right. yeah. But that wouldn't even make sense in the conversation. So like, you're obviously trying to equate. Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to, I don't even know what he was trying to do. I asked him, he didn't know. So I was like, all right, I'm not exactly that. I'm just going to remind you. vomiting in the mouth. Yeah, so from the next morning. <laughs> he like, was trying yeah. to be cool and it fell. Exactly. It was weird. Right. It was hella weird. He was That's kind of trying to like put himself behind quote unquote enemy lines to mm-hmm. almost like. He was playing devil's advocate. He was trying to absolve himself of guilt that he didn't need to have. He like, didn't we have were just having a general conversation. But the fact that he felt the need to do that. It's because he felt because he knows it exists. That's really off putting. So tomorrow morning, I'm just going to give you a little reminder. So I walked in and I was like, this morning, white man. He was like, oh. okay. I mean, you know, he just kind of got with it real quick because it's like he knows damn well. It's like, yeah. okay, if I come back, this, all right, it's never this imaginary HR department is getting pulled in, right? So, right. right. It's always gonna be so all right. He was cool with it. Like he, he got with it real quick. I think he even understood my intent, which was right. solid. Uh, but, man, if you were to see like in passing, like, I was like, yo, what's up, man? He's like, yo, what's up? And then somebody will see that and they're like. Yeah, but clutching pearls like I heard a really sharp gas one time. I stabbed somebody. It was like, Whoa. I was like, wait a minute. I almost wanted to be like, did you not know? Like, he's white as fuck. So, you know, no, he's moonlighting as a white man. But it's also crazy, like as women going to work like, after you get your hair done. I know there's like a girl. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Was it you pick? I don't know. I'm like, oh, I don't want to change my hair. Go to work. 
or I'm gonna run past like mm-hmm. one past everybody. That, that was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so they don't want the attention that you get when you come into the office with new hairstyles. So like I'm not even looking at you. Like oh my god, you chopped your ends. <laughs> oh my god, you're a brunette today. I don't care. Like, I'm not even looking at you. I'm not like oh my god, can I touch your that? hair? I don't even know when it happened for me. I want to touch that feel grease ball. And I didn't care. There was, a, yeah. there was a point in my life where I just was I like, oh, I'm working with new hair today. Yeah, there's. It is, yeah. It is, and yeah. I just stopped caring. Like, there's so I, I much I've outgrown. I thought that, I was like, yo, because I'm in town. Bless so, you. So, like, some of my been there for like more than a few days. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear this long wig. This long wig. And I was, and I thought myself, did you think about it? I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, what? I'm a black girl. Hello. Mm-hmm. I can roll up in here with my puff. Yeah, I'm more like, now, but yeah. like, I remember this one girl was like, oh my God, you can wear your hair long, like straight. I was like, yeah, I can wear it curly. I was like, you can only wear yours straight, right? I know that's so boring. Yeah. See? And, yes, I, and yes. I remember everyone getting up. This was that chub. Everyone got up and was like, damn, like, but I'm that girl. I'm so sensitive when it comes to my culture. I'm not I'm not mature enough yet to be no, able to No, no, you are you. Don't you. Don't say mature. Mature. No, but I mean, like, I get offended and I stab back. But you feel why that. Why you, why you should feel comfortable having a response to what she said. Yeah. Right, Maybe. because it's kind of like one of those things where, it's kind of one of those things where, like, somebody comes at you and when Becky comes at you, you're supposed to be like, Right, Becky, you like you like keep control and because nice. you know, like right. I always call it that nasty, that na- Ni- nasty, 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 nice, na- nasty, nice. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> nasty, nice behavior. <laughs> so it's kind of like they like snap. Yeah, you. the micro and it's like the middle real. because you swiping at me. Bitch, I'm gonna punch you in your eyes. Right, you're like cat swiping. Right. No, bitch, I'm coming in with Yo. the I'ma land it. That's so crazy. and I think that's the problem, right? Because it's like you wanna dish it, you wanna slightly scrape me. No, I'm gonna leave you with a black eye. Yeah. Right? And the now you're going to be mad, and now we're going to be in HR. But yeah. you shouldn't have came at me. And you're going to get in trouble. And that's the right. thing. And then it's kind of like, it I wasn't saw, professional. Not, Nothing is professional. Now should be deemed the, the, the black girl. The aggressor girl. in the situation. And you know what I'm saying? I'm all right with that. Right. I'm okay. Right. Because I know I'm not. I like knowing that I make people uncomfortable. Know your boundaries. Like in my office. That's the same way. They're like, are afraid to say things. Because they're like, oh, Gene's sitting right there. I love that feeling. Nothing about that makes me uncomfortable anymore. Yes. Can I tell you? Okay, say that. Yes. I was in my cubicle. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Gene's here. Like, that's how you know they're saying shit. Yes. Yeah, I need that. Way, like, no. Like, like, I'm okay with being the angry black girl because it's no, kind of like. You're not the angry no, black no, girl. I am not. I know I'm not. But, but you're you okay with being whatever. labeled yeah. as that. You can say whatever you want to say. You can yeah. take it how you want to take it. Just don't cross that line. No, I was yeah. like, you got no problem. Angry black girl. Someone said to me, was like, yo, there's no such thing as an angry black girl. We're not the only women that gets angry. Everybody right, like we the ones that's chopping off penises. Lorena Bobby was black. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that out there. Lorena Bobby. No, but what I'm saying is, my whole thing is this. I just they are rude. Something rude as fuck about being unapologetically you. Right, fuck you. If you don't like it, back up. Watching the award shows and the way that I'm sorry, it's gonna be you know dated like the AMAs. Cardi B, the way that she was in the front row when um, Offset won his award, and she gives zero that facts that she's yeah. wearing Dolce Gabbana. Look at that's my husband. That's my husband. That's what she is. That's literally. And then Gary is in the background. He's like, yo, but you hear her? She's genuinely like, this is how she. 
She's not even being anybody else she's but her. Herself. Like when you hear her, she's like, get, she's genuinely they, giddy. See, that's, that's an ex- yeah. See, so that's an example. That's an example of somebody being sincerely yeah. themselves yeah. and getting on because of it. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. She didn't care. Like if she was um, basically holding herself back and editing herself the entire time, she probably wouldn't have reached yeah. all the heights that she reached. But yeah. she was just kind of like, I am who I am. You're either going to accept yeah, it. Exactly. She's completely authentic. Yeah. And it's worked out in her favor. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the past, it hasn't been like it that. Hasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that there's so many times when I've been at work, I've just had to, like, I have a lot of self-control, thank God. But, like, I've exercised self-control to a point where, like, I no longer care. Like, I don't walk into a workplace with any fear of losing anything or whatever. I'm always ready to take down a company and walk to an HR office if I ever feel threatened right. for whatever yeah, reason. Well, you know what I'm saying? I love when people are okay yeah, with that. I'm okay with yeah. it. I'm definitely okay with it. And I've definitely and I definitely make it a point to create a space that is around me with the people that I'm regularly interacting mm-hmm. with at work to know that there is certain shit that you cannot Can say, say around rows. You know what I mean? Like I walk in the room and if you thought that you was going to say some sly racist, maybe anti whatever, you are not going to say it around because I am unafraid to raise my hand and be like, hey, 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 that's inappropriate. You can't say I will literally open the conversation when you can't say that for me. That's I think sometimes you can't say that. I think that's what sometimes bothers me with certain people like they literally sit in situations where people say like inappropriate things and it's like and right it's and a it's test to your character if you let thing, it go down like, right and it's a thing and it's a thing drop that line because yes. i got one drop it right behind you so yes you can't it. let people that's the thing i think like it, there's a line. lot of pressure on us at like in work in life mm-hmm. as black people there's a lot of pressure on us but i feel like the good pressure that's on us right now especially in this climate right now mm-hmm. 2000 freaking 18 yeah. where there's like um so many uh things that are being pushed forward that are on the agenda that's mm-hmm. like on our radar like we have a responsibility as black people in all the workplaces that we are in mm-hmm. to check folk we have oh, to check and always people, an to check. and I and I believe in a polite check. Yeah. You know, so exactly. do it how you how you got to do it. Do it. You know, yeah. if if it's yeah. in your personality to be, you know, let me push you to the side real quick and just have a conversation with you, then do that. Yeah. If you need to, if you can address people in a room where everyone's probably going to end up quiet, then do that. Yeah. But you need to address it because it's like. It's a test to your character when you're in a moment where somebody says something racially inappropriate and you don't. As the black person, I know it it's become it becomes like such because a tiring battle sometimes yeah, too to is. be the person having to wave the flag and be like, it's yo, so you can't do that. It's, so, it's, so it's, draining it's draining sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you just wanna be a person and you don't need to, you don't wanna be black you specifically. Yeah. But, like but said, you can't help you that. that mantle. But I it's think what also you can't help it. So that's why it's also your responsibility to check people. Yeah, that choice. come out of their face to. and say things inappropriately that's about why, black people. That's why I said too, like just to continue on that, it's like don't be uncomfortable. Absolutely like, not. Make them uncomfortable yeah, think what with what they're saying. Off, okay. What pisses me yeah. off most is some people they'll say some shit and then you'll check them and then they'll be like, everything is not about color. Oh but haha, my, my motherfucking friend it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because what you just, what you just said. Yeah. 
brought that shit up. So I feel some type of way. So yeah. Let's be clear. Pass. I hold grudges. What blows, what, sorry. what blows mine is about yeah about people that don't mm-hmm. understand that that obvious obvious concept. Like I hate when I go places and I hear people tell tell me, oh my god, I'm colorblind. I'm like, oh my god, you There's no such thing. I ain't colorblind. I ain't very aware. Like they don't see color. Well, colorblind people, my sis, only see black and white. They don't see. Well, you don't see in this world. You don't. It's the same when white people get upset. Because we're not actually a color. Why you make everything about Can we be clear? Because again, in the same way that when we don't say anything, it's like we're complicit when you. As someone who sees no color, right. sees inappropriate behavior right. yep. or things geared towards us, and you just sit <coughs> and you just keep moving, yeah. you're yeah. just as complicit as the black yeah. person who yes. says nothing. Saying that yeah. to it's me, the same thing. Saying that to me is essentially, <coughs> I mean, I understand the intent. The intent is to level the playing field. But the, but the playing field, field will never be level. not level. In yeah, it won't so be, unless they stand still and we catch up. So to me, right. So to Right, me, because they start on third base. You pedal backwards. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, they, gotta, they, no, they, they, they can't just stand still. They got to be on third base. They're already in the home run. And that's the problem. You know what I want. Because to me, like the constant will to be like, yo, I don't see it, is also a conscious decision to say, I don't even respect the notion. I don't even want to have a conversation. And with like, people yeah, that exactly. act like that. I can't. I, after that, it's like there's no. It's okay. yeah. Everything yeah. you say after that means nothing. Yeah. Like, right. You know I mean? You're just, irrelevant. Because even life. when they're trying to tell you that they don't see it, they always find a way to make you feel like you're in a box. Yeah. Right. You people right. only see. Oh. You yes, people. You mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. How come every time you got oh? Mm-hmm. It was you again. Right. It's right. you've already categorized us. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. they're right there. You've seen color. Right. How can you put me somewhere if you don't see color? Right. And you know what pisses me off? So I feel like people, they'll say something like a middle about a Middle Eastern person. Like mm-hmm. they'll say some racist shit, and you think that I'm supposed to be cool with that? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm because saying. Because I hate Marie. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like yes. so now you think we yes. got something in common? Like, don't do now. Joke about this Middle Eastern person. Right. right. Because yeah. now what? I'm and taking so, the heat off of me. Nah, that shit ain't cool. Yes. What you allow? Is what you accept, right? Exactly. And it's kind of like I'm looking at you like they color too, so, right? And even if about? they're not, just don't say it's like anything inappropriate. Like yeah. you show me who you are they're because the minute I turn my back, that's what they are. They're just race based. Like I look at certain people. Like there's this girl, and she she swear we cool, but in my head we not fucking cool because at the end of the day, like she's like this big Donald Trump supporter. And everything is so right, and all of this, and oh, my niece is half black. Oh, da, 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 yeah, you know she sells you the story. Oh, that's the no, 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 that's the that's the quote unquote. I have black friends, but hers goes deeper. She has a black niece, so it makes her even less racist. But anyway, so my biggest issue with her is that she can't see the idea that you're so easily manipulated into hating Mexicans, Middle Easterns, mm-hmm. whoever it is. So in a, if the time was to be turned back and they, and they exactly. were talking about black yeah. people you'd and slavery, right you'd be right there right. in the burning. Yeah. And people, they can't understand yeah. that you saying that out your mouth, you're showing me who you are. I know mm-hmm. I'm not safe with you. Exactly. Because right now in America, I'm an endangered species. Yeah. yeah. So at That's the end of the part. day, I am not safe with you, so yeah. I don't trust you. Yeah. So when you talking shit about other people, that mm-hmm. showed me your soul and your spirit and who you are. Absolutely. So exactly. Absolutely. The shoe can easily, it could be, be on the next. other foot. That's yeah. it. I right. It matter. It depends right. on the day. Yep. Right. It depends on the day. Like, like they're really, 
they, they think that they and say things that are non-threatening. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. They, they think that they're non-threatening. They think that they just make like really, you know, whatever cool. comments. I like you. Yeah, like you're okay. Like you're you're, you're a good black. But what about my oh. sister, my mom, my aunt? Oh. My you're not like them. Jail, you're a good them? black. That's the shucking and jiving. That's that whole. That's that whole mentality. Okay. I have two questions for Carrie. Like me, yeah. you, right? like me and Peggy, you, know, you being a black man in the company that you work at, and mm. Peggy, you being, you know, at the level that you're in in your in corporate America, like how is it being a black woman to hold that seat? Like, are you getting like popping this support? <laughs> like, I know it's the hardest. You just being a black man in your in, in your field, like yeah. yeah, no, it's it's difficult, but. I think I'm grateful for the unit that I work in mm -hmm. and working for a black man who is actually half Jamaican, half Chinese, but he identifies more with his black, black side and he's all minority if you think about it. Yeah. Um, I think that makes me feel more comfortable because he <clears throat> wants to see the same diversification in his unit. Exactly. So I don't feel different, right? Because exactly. I have pros yeah. walking around, mm -hmm. I have weaves walking around, and then I have Bleached hair, but in your client, yeah. have you ever felt yeah. you have a beach wave or question your ability or your validity? It literally, and the sad thing is that it varies from company to company. But yeah. in my prior companies, absolutely, it was like, mm -hmm. Why should we give her a chance? Meanwhile, Jenny, sorry, not. No, Jenny's good. Jenny's good. I like the one, right? So, like Jenny, Jenny. We gotta lay off for Susan. Oh, Susan. No, but like, why should we give Peggy a chance? Where Jenny, who Peggy's been here really long, but Jenny just came through, and Jenny's mom works in home office, and Jenny, you know, like so Jenny went to Princeton, maybe. Yeah. Jenny has zero experience. Yeah. Jenny has zero experience. Jenny went to community college. Right. Right. She needs a job. And but she's got one. She's in the door. So that's been hard. I've seen that happen so many times. I actually went to an event. Last week, um, in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, maybe last up. Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> that's a plug. Um, so I went to this event and I felt like I spoke not so the the person who was moderating is Dr. Nunnery. He did a study on African Americans and insurance and mm. how you see that majority of people that are African American in insurance are in back office jobs and administrative jobs, mm -hmm. and there are very few senior level folks. Yeah. And he decided to pick on me and ask how I felt, and I felt like I was talking like so emotional and I was so embarrassed because there were so many white people there. Mm. And I was like, well, they, I, I quoted, I opened up by quoting Scandal. I was like, you guys remember that episode where like, I think Olivia said we have to do half as much yeah. Mm -hmm. to yeah. get That's a good yeah. twice, twice, twice as much twice. to get half as of what yeah. they get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everybody liked that. And I was like, because they, you know, Lola and I kept saying they, and I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> right. Yeah. And I said, they know who they are. And but they like, know who they are. They yeah. Right. You should honest. never be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's true and genuine. You have to make them uncomfortable. But it's like, who else do they, if they're up there, who the this example about somebody coming from a school and getting this job and, and me putting my head down and working all these years and yeah. still being looked over for a promotion yeah. mm. you know so i kind of like wrapped it up or tried to clean it up with that but it was the truth it's it, like, you didn't need to clean it up time. because you have to make people feel Not uncomfortable I, I can admit i think i can take ownership and say that i kind of felt a little angry it's okay. Passionate. It's your truth. Yeah. Because I don't want them to condition us to make it when we're genuine and we're saying how we feel. And for it to be anger. That it's anger. It's not. It's the truth. I'm not here for retribution. I'm not here for revenge. Yeah, I don't want my I'm here to get mine. My parents have worked hard, have sent me to school. I have an education. I just want to get what I deserve from everybody else. Let me show you. it. Like one person to give you a chance. Exactly. Right. And you're good. What about you, Carrie? Carrie. Carrie. 
know. It's like I, I, I constantly ask myself this question because I really don't know the answer. Like it's it's objectively dope um, for I guess a black kid that grew up on hip hop to work in That's to have somewhat easier. of an yeah to have a position of somewhat authority in a hip hop media company. That is like in a vacuum. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you think about what hip hop really like the business of hip hop mm. is so. Um, it's so late. I don't want to say corrupt. It's you know, that's, that's a really yeah. like vague uh-huh. way of saying it. But I mean, I it's mean, really, it's a lot of people that have us on strings in hip hop. Yeah, it's just like it's not. It's unfortunate. It's dictated by interests that aren't our own. Mm-hmm. Right. Us. Really, yeah. yeah. You know people I mean? who that's don't a represent. Very great way to put it. The yeah, birth of it. It's where so it comes from. So I mean, it's a rich, It's origin, and so you're like right. they manipulate. They have so much control over it, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not there. It's, like, it's like how the yeah. NBA right. does, like yeah. the NBA. And it's kind of like at this point, it's so far gone. How do you even? That's what I was about to say. Because I'm like, it's like it's almost like how the NBA now, like every once in a while, they'll pull out like one of them old throwback jerseys just yeah. to remind you of like how shit used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But then like the other eighty games, they're like, nah, this is how shit is. This now. is how yeah. it is now. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's how the culture of hip hop, I guess, mm-hmm. feels now. It feels yeah. like a throwback jersey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like surveying the landscape is always tough because it's like I, I belong here. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. This is my culture. Like, yeah. I should be dictating a lot of this. Right. Um, but then when you look at like the grand scheme of things, it's like, wow, like it's actually designed for me to not really have much of a voice at all. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily it's that scary. I... Yeah. It's, and that's right. all of corporate America. The design is what blows my mind. It's one thing if like it's competition-based or it's merit-based and you're mm-hmm. just not cutting it, right? But it's another thing for, to know that like, yo, you know how pawns can only go like... Like that, uh, yeah. They can't do what bishops do. They can't do what rooks do. Yeah. It's it's troubling sometimes to oh, know that like you're a pawn, you know. So, and not necessarily me, but just black yeah, people just in black the grand scheme of things, yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. And it's really frustrating because like I come across a lot of creatives that have objectively great ideas, like not necessarily things that should absolutely just be greenlit, but like yeah. things that when you th- when you hear about the things that are being listened to, it's yeah. like wait a minute, why is nobody's ear on this? And then when you realize why, it's like, oh, okay, they didn't get, that's the, why. They yeah. didn't get, they didn't get the frat boy post. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, wow, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, But that's can I say it's... this, though? Mm-hmm. I have to say this, and I, I respect what you're saying right mm-hmm. now. But the, this new generation, mm-hmm. they're not really doing mainstream. They are really into, like, underground, mm-hmm. independent artists, which is, like, a breath of fresh air. Because yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. some shit you hear them listen to, you're like, what's that? That shit was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, this is so and yeah. so. And it's like, they know these songs inside mm-hmm. and out. It's like when people used to go to the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I guess it's, they're I guess starting to take control again yeah. of their culture. Yeah, talking about, like, the upper. Yeah, yeah but, no, I get that. But what I'm saying is, if you're moving away from that structure of like record mm-hmm. labels and mm-hmm. like basically master to slave mentality because mm-hmm. the record label is the master and everybody you know what i mean mm-hmm. these kids are now moving more towards underground music and a lot of people are not signing record deals because of that same thing yeah. if you yeah. could sign right yeah. because you could go you can move units yeah and you can make your own moves and you can be a chance to rapper right social media mm-hmm. not even in the same the only, right. the only problem yeah. with that mm-hmm. you're absolutely right yeah but what's happening is that like they've caught up like they caught us to that soundcloud's not free anymore mm-hmm. yes it's not soundcloud it's is not, not free no. anymore no. we only have three episodes like tdp only has three episodes because they were like you know want to put more there's a paywall there too i don't know but i was like yo soundcloud used to be free yeah. right there's you a paywall mean? there anytime you want to send your music to streaming you have to put it through one of those services that's whether it's distro every kid, pot, and that's it's, why that's but it's not as expensive as it's not as expensive but then you're also not seeing the same return so there's a catch 22 they'll tell you straight up they're like yo so I'll just say, I 
let me see, 2015, <coughs> when Bryson Miller first popped. Mm-hmm. I remember he came, I was working at the source at the time, and I remember when he came to the office. And he had this thing, right? Where mm-hmm. he was like, explain to everybody. He was like, yo, because the, the big story around him at the time was that he blew Drake off to mm-hmm. sign with RCA. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yo, before you even start this interview, I want to set this straight, because he knew that was going to be the topic. He's yeah. like, yo, I didn't blow Drake off. Mm-hmm. Drake had a great plan for me. Drake had all his, you know, different things that I could be doing and he wanted mm-hmm. to really develop me. He wanted to take his time, da da da. I, I wouldn't have made any money off that for another two, three years. Mm-hmm. Right? RCA was like, here's his bag. But RCA wants all creative control. Mm-hmm. So just the way the industry is set up, there's a catch twenty two for creatives, yeah. many of whom are black. It's mm-hmm. either you take the, you go to independent yeah. route, mm-hmm. you gotta be broke, living out of your car for three years, mm-hmm. and then you get that yeah. chance to wrap a paycheck, which was only five hundred thousand dollars. Or you get five hundred thousand dollars up front yeah. from the label, but, but they, they own, own you. all your creative, all yeah. your anything. So and then you sign those, that. What's the record yeah. deals that they give now? Like ten? The advance, the, I mean, an advance would be like five hundred k. Yeah, you gotta make that back. Yeah. And the only thing you take home is money. what you make on top of that yeah. after they take out And that's what people are touring. Yeah. yeah. All that shit. So it's like marketing. The industry, yes. The industry is set up right now for black creators and creators in general to be heard in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. It's still not set up for them to see the benefits of that money mm-hmm. monetarily. It's, it's up and it's, and it's, and it's the black people. It's the white people up, up top. It is continue to change. And what they're also doing is they're making sure that only a certain type of music reaches the mainstream. Because if you have guys like Chance the Rapper, Guys like uh, conscious rappers, the Joey Badasses, and yeah. mm-hmm. you can't have them on radio because they're gonna tell everybody that's listening, yo, I'm signed to these labels. So you gotta keep Joey at Cinematic, you gotta mm-hmm. keep Chance oh, at so streaming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you keep YG on Def Jam mm-hmm. and what he's doing in Big Bang, he's like, yeah. yo, I don't spend money because the white folks don't. He's just perpetuating that same yeah. mentality. Yeah. So when the rapper hears so that, they're what like, oh, why Def Jam? We get our own labels, we get our own. That's it. That's it. Like Hope said, and you know, why, y'all out here still <coughs> taking an, um, uh, advances. Legit. Yeah. And, that's you know, you're supposed to be taking it. chances. But no one listens to you know, right. no one listens to Hope. No one listens to Hope. Yeah. Right. And that's why they catch Yeah. And also, think about it. When you're like a starving artist, quote unquote, in every sense of the word, like, you need that. You need that upfront money for whatever reason. You might have a kid on the way. White artists? The thing with white artists is that, like, it's hard to explain because white artists, the, 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 the white artists that are successful are successful, many of them, because they properly imitate black artists, mm. right? So it's like, you just kind of have to find the right one that would be willing to take that on. Yeah. And then he gets bankrolled to no yeah. end. Yeah. Look at g Y'all can't name the hot g Easy freestyle. It don't exist. Yeah. yeah. That motherfucker just popped. Right. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Same thing with Logic. Like, Logic was a nobody. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Def Jam was like, yo, wait a minute. This dude is like, Lines around the corner of his concerts, he's white, holy shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but like, there are a hundred black artists mm-hmm. that do that and they mm-hmm. didn't get that call, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So right, it's yeah. like, it's so it's kind of like the reverse effect of music, it's like you're the token white person, it's literally, but 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 only in only in, only in a few industries, hip hop being one of them, does it pay to be the token white, yeah, yep. because yeah. you get to have all the proper aesthetics, but you don't have to have to actually suffer any yeah. real life consequences. Sure. Yeah. So Easy so could go to the club and get dumb high That's and get arrested name, right? with two pounds of weed on them and be mm-hmm. out the next or day. Puff yeah, rich ass can't do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. right. We'll never. Well, well I think this was a really, really good discussion, you guys. Kari, thank you so much for coming Hold through. On, are we d- 
Yeah, you know what it is? Right? He just, I know, he was just on the brink. I didn't even DVR the preseason basketball. I was here all night. I feel you. I feel like this could have gone on. It does. I feel like it's a topic. We could, you know, we could definitely revisit. You have to come back. We could definitely revisit. It's too music. I don't want to make y'all podcast as long as mine. I know. Yo, Carrie's podcast is like two hours. It takes me four weeks. Actually, you know what? Let me shout out my co-host If you could invite us to your podcast. To tell them make my shit shorter. So yeah. you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna just have it. Are we invite what's your podcast though? Yeah, shout out your podcast. Oh, yeah, uh, my podcast, I think it's awesome. I hope you guys think so too. I didn't know it's um it's at ninety two bricks pod spelled uh in regular English. Uh, right, yeah. Shout out my shout out. Phonetic. Ninety two. Ninety two the years, the number ninety two. Not yeah. like N Y N three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nothing's all crazy. I'm a millennial. That generation Z. Like I still say use. Say it one more time. I still use uh ninety two bricks pod. The number is ninety two bricks pod spelled regularly. Okay. Um, it's me and uh, actually two other people that I met at the source. Um, right around time I met Rose. Yeah. Um, this cycle Jewish dude named Spencer. And then this other like psycho black dude with the same name as me. So it's it's quite That's cool. Yeah, cool. Is, it cool. Is, it is it Kari or Kari? It's Kari. It's Kari. Ah, that actually became a point of contention when I told my mom. Kari, Kari, and Spencer. When I told when I told my mom about Kari, she gave me the biggest I told you so ever. She was like, "Look, oh, you could have been confused with him." <laughs> 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 she was yes, so hyped. She was like, "See, you yes, know what I'm mom. Yes, I was mom. like, "You're right, mom." I, I fucked around and did a podcast with the only other black bearded dude in bed style named Kari. Right, you're right. You're right. But Real. you still haven't right. answered me, Kari. Real. What's the, what's the yeah. Well, you can ask him after. Yeah. Because we got to we gotta wrap up. What's we got to keep it short. to your podcast? Of course. I didn't hear that question. I have a lot to say. Oh. About bricks? And our show. Yes. It's too long. What is it about? What is it about? It's about whatever. We talk a lot about hip hop, but we also do a lot of current affairs. We do a lot of like personal anecdotes. Okay, I'm here for it. It's really a vibe like, like this. Like, we got the beer on tap. Yes. It's, 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 we got, we got, we got Juma. Girls drink. So we got to Cheers to that. Come on, let's cheers to it. Spencer's going to kill me when he hears this. Spencer, we're getting married. So just to, so just. We even, bro. So uh, for the last sip, um, as always, we like to leave you with a little something, something. And I got this from The Very Black Project. If you guys don't follow them on IG, you should, at The Very Black Project, spelled out. Um, it's just a, a short quote that I found kind of inspirational. It says, if we are going to achieve our purpose in life, we must be willing to fall out of grace and accept its lessons. Mm -hmm. When we feel righteous about ourselves or deny our brokenness, we are fighting against the higher state of grace that awaits us. Mm -hmm. On that note, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday.